Hi, everybody, and welcome to the Adaptation Station podcast. I'm your host, Nicole. I'm a former special education teacher and a current ABA therapist at a private center. This podcast is filled with tips and tricks to not only help you be the best special education teacher you can be in the classroom, but also help you live the best life you can live outside of the classroom as well. After all, I'm all about balance. I hope you guys are excited. Let's jump on in. Hi, and welcome to another episode of the Adaptation Station podcast. Today's podcast is sharing eight different worksheets that I created to help manage anxiety. This episode is coming out in March 2020, and we're in the middle of the quarantine related to the coronavirus. A lot of people with anxiety disorders are struggling right now, but outside of that, there are a lot of people who might not have an anxiety disorder diagnosed, but are also feeling those symptoms. I've talked about this a lot. I did go to a traditional cognitive-based therapy. I met with a therapist. I also attended a group setting. And when I was in therapy, I had a lot of homework. Now, I'm someone that absolutely loves this. So it was a lot of worksheets and things that I would do at home to help process everything that was going on. And then my therapist and I could go through it and kind of comb through what was going to help me. It continues to be one of the best things I've ever done. And I use these worksheets and strategies to this day. That was five years ago. But I know that a lot of people haven't done that. And I do want to say that what I'm going to share is not a replacement for therapy. If you are struggling, I still strongly urge that you reach out to somebody. Even right now, there are a lot of ways that you can access therapy from home. Um, There are virtual sessions or Skype sessions or things like that. So please try and get involved in contact with a mental health professional if you need one. But if you maybe are like me and you've been to therapy and you just need a refresher, or maybe you don't have an anxiety disorder, you're just feeling a little bit of out of sorts right now and you use a tool, this might help. And this podcast is going to walk through the eight different worksheets and how you can use them. Enjoy! The first worksheet is called Draw Your House. This is a really common one that you'll see frequently. But what it is, is it just kind of helps you map out everything. So it is an actual house, and level one is rock bottom. So you'd write what rock bottom looks for you. And and I'll give a lot of examples to this podcast to kind of help you picture it. So level one is rock bottom. Level two is what do you want to feel? Level three is what makes you happy. Level four is what does a life worth living look like? And then the roof is who protects you. And the door of the house is what you hide from people. And so what this is really meant to do is help you, when you are in rock bottom, go back and look at the house and everything you have. So if I were filling this out, rock bottom for me is a lot of crying. Um, And when I say crying, I mean I'll have bouts where like I cry for an hour straight and I can't do anything else but cry, which then is very physically exhausting, emotionally exhausting, and it impacts my sleep, it impacts my appetite, my relationships, um, and then there are obviously things in my life that have put me in rock bottom, but that's where you would use that section. Level two is what you want to feel. So I know that I, I don't necessarily need to feel happy, but I like to feel calm and relaxed. Like those are big for me. So even if I'm not like overjoyed, if I just feel like safe and comfortable, I'm doing okay. So that's what I would write there. Level three is what makes you happy. So going above that, um, things that make me happy are cooking a dinner, going on a date with my husband, um, spending time with friends. 
level four is what does a life worth living look like to that one for me is a balanced it's it's when I love my job it's when I I am actually playing a role in my family and then who protects you and who is there for you it's my husband it's my parents it's my friends and what I hide is I think a lot of people um, don't realize that I have a lot of guilt I am pretty good at hiding it in real life and so people might not realize that what they're saying affects me. So what I can do with all this is once I fill out the house, if I'm in rock bottom, I just want to try and get to the next level up. So if you're in your rock bottom, that's not the time to be like, I love my job because you're not maybe able to do that. So when you're in rock bottom, just try and get to where you want to feel. And like I said, mine is not being overjoyed happy. It's just being calm. So when I'm in rock bottom, I'm just going to try and get to calm. Okay, I'm calm. Now that I'm calm, I'm going to try and get to what makes me happy. So I might do some of those things and try and jump up to the next level of my house. And throughout this entire process, I'm going back up to the roof of everyone who protects me and I'm pulling them in. So maybe when I'm on level two and I'm trying to get up to level three of being happy, I'm going to clue my husband in and let him know that I'm having trouble so that way he can help me rise to the next level. So I hope that kind of helps you explain how your house is. You're going to continue to go back down to the lower levels and then you're going to want to push yourself back up to the higher levels because that's where ultimately we want to be. The next worksheet is an anxiety attack symptom tracker. So if you found this podcast through a different avenue, I am a special education professional. I was a special education teacher for six years. I now work in ABA and I couldn't resist putting some data in there. So this is basically a data tracker. And what I have is a bunch of symptoms on the left and then room for five trials. So the next time you have an anxiety attack, you're gonna wanna go to that first column and check mark everything that you experience. I have a bunch on there, but just a couple of examples is an accelerated heart rate, trouble breathing, nausea, crying, uh, chills, uh, abdominal pain. And so what you'll do is you'll check every single one that you felt. The next time you have an anxiety attack, go to column two and check the ones that you felt. After you do all five, you'll be able to look back and have a really strong understanding of what your symptoms are. So maybe you did feel nausea once during your five episodes, but maybe during all five you had an accelerated heart rate. Once you know the symptoms that you're more likely to experience, you can not only come up with a way to cope with those, but you can let your partner know. And so this was something helpful for my husband and I, because once I did this and he could see those symptoms, when he saw me have that happen, he started to be able to tune into the fact that maybe I was feeling anxious. And so, like I said, a big one for mine is crying. So if I'm randomly crying, I'm probably having an anxiety attack. And before my husband was like, what's wrong with her? Why is she crying? He now knows, oh, if she's crying and she can't tell me why, this is what anxiety looks like in her. Let me go to my next tool. And I'll explain what that is in a little bit. The next one is an anxiety trigger. So this is a rating scale. It's similar to what you would see in a doctor's office, but I have a huge list of different triggers that you might experience, whether it's being in a group, uh, feeling guilty, disappointing somebody, not having enough sleep, having financial troubles, um, being alone, all of those types of things. And you'll rate them from a 1 to a 10. 1 is it does not impact you whatsoever. 10 is it is a major issue for you. Once you do this and you figure out what those triggers are, you can start to build around them. So you might be able to avoid some of your triggers. So uh, 
a big trigger of mine is drinking too much alcohol. I always feel more anxious after that. So I don't necessarily avoid alcohol, but I definitely reduce and keep a close eye on it. And if I'm already feeling anxious, I will not drink alcohol because I know that that's a trigger for me. But if one of these is a trigger that you can avoid, maybe it's your trigger is going into large crowds and you have to go to your family member's wedding, put strategies in place, like telling the people that you're going with that it is a trigger and how they can help. It might take some time to you, for you to figure out what your triggers are, but even taking a couple months to do this will tremendously help you moving forward. The next worksheet is similar, but these are coping strategies. So it looks the same. It's got a ton of stuff in there, but this time it says things like exercise, take a shower, talk to somebody, get a hug, go for a run, read a book. It's got a bunch of different things that you can do. Again, you're going to want to play around with these and kind of rate them. And so this will help you know what's your go-to when you're feeling anxious. And again, I encourage you to share this with the people that are close to you so they can help you implement these strategies. So one thing that does help me a lot is being able to talk through my feelings. And my friends know that. So if I come to them and I can even just say things like I'm feeling elevated or I'm having a bad day, they know that I'm trying to implement my coping strategy. And so they're able to respond in the way that I need them to. And I have wonderful friends that are happy to do that with the direction of knowing how they can help me. Uh, The next worksheet is discarding the lies and finding truth. So this is a helpful worksheet when you get carried away with anxious thoughts. A lot of times our anxiety-driven thoughts are inflated. So what you can do in this worksheet is you can write out that scenario. And in most of these, there is something that is true. You can write those in evidence that supports them. And then you can write out the lies and then dispute those lies. So one that I struggled with a little bit was sometimes feeling like I'm not doing enough to help my household. And I I even find myself telling my husband um, that I'm lazy and I don't have a real job. I do have a real job. I work part-time as a behavior therapist and I run my own company. But it doesn't give me the same feeling as being a teacher. So I would find myself saying like really negative things like that. So I'd write out the scenario. And uh, my truth is I do have a valuable part to our household. So I'd write out the truth. I am contributing to the household. My evidence is I can look at our bank account and I can see my paychecks coming in and I can see how much I made as being a behavior therapist and I can see my mortgage and I can see my car payment and I can see that I made enough money to cover those. So for me to say that I'm not contributing to the household is not true. The lie is me saying that I'm not contributing to the household. And then the way I dispute that is by, again, showing that evidence to myself. So maybe I'm just down in the dumps. A a good example of when I had this was when all of the schools started shutting down in my area because of coronavirus. And I felt really guilty. I felt like I wasn't doing anything because I should be in charge of a class and I should be teaching them and helping them through this. But I was a loser who quit my job. So I really had to go through this and remind myself of the evidence that I do have a job that is worthy. It might not be teaching. I might not have a class of eight kids I'm trying to support right now. But that doesn't mean that I am a loser who's not contributing to my family at all. I hope these examples are helping. It's a little bit weird to be this vulnerable with you guys, but I just thought sharing these little pieces might help you go, oh, that's how I can use the worksheet. 
the next worksheet is a worry jar. So I want to say before I explain this one, this one takes a lot of willpower, but it can be very helpful. When your mind is spinning, write down everything that is stressful in the jar. In the worksheet, it's an actual clip art of a jar. <laughs> write it all in the jar and then put it away. This is hard, but put it away and try to not let yourself dwell on it and focus on other things. Maybe if right now, you know, you need to feed your two kids and get them down for a nap and then you're a teacher and you have an online meeting, you don't have time to sit there and worry about the things in your worry jar. So go ahead and get them out on a piece of paper and put them away. Then when you have time, your kids are still napping, your meeting is over, go pull that page back out and set a timer for 10 minutes. Allow yourself to use that time to think about all of those things, even if all you do is worry. This is a bad way to phrase it, but in my not mental health specialist words, indulge in the worry. Sometimes you might just need to do that. When the timer goes off, stop. Put it away. The reason why I put this in here is a lot of people can not just not worry. Like that's not something that's a reality for me. When my husband be like, don't worry about it. I'd be like, that's a funny joke. <laughs> like, I have to worry about it. It's my personality. By using this, I'm able to dedicate a time where I let myself worry, but I don't let it control me. So it's a tough one, but it can be helpful if you can figure out how to do that. The next one is one of my favorite ones, but I want to put this out there. Only do this if your partner is a willing participant. I'm going to repeat that. If your husband or your wife or your boyfriend or girlfriend is willing to help you do this, if your partner is not helpful, if they do not understand your anxiety, if they make you feel worse about it in the end, I do not recommend this one. If what I just described sounds accurate for you, I do have a podcast that I did with my husband that I'll link in the description of this podcast, but I certainly don't want you to move forward with a worksheet if it might hurt you in the end, which sounds so dramatic. But I could just see scenarios where people put this worksheet out and their significant other makes them feel bad for putting it out. So only move forward again if your partner is willing. But what this is, is it's a couple packed. So this is great if you're finding that your partner really wants to help you, but they have no idea how to do so. So what you can do is, what it basically says is, when I am having anxiety, I feel. And so in that first column, you're going to write all the different things that you're feeling. And then you'll lift what helps me and what you don't need. This is where you can go back to the coping strategy. And you can kind of write those out. What helps me is you found that any time that you're able to talk to somebody, or you're able to exercise, or you're able to eat a nutritious meal, you feel better. And what you don't need is quiet time, alone time, uh, a shower doesn't help you, any of that. And then below, what your partner will do and what you will do. Let me explain how this works for Corey and I. Corey always once wanted to give me a hug. And sometimes I can accept that and sometimes I can't. And so I found that sometimes when I got a hug, especially if my episodes were more crying-centered, it would just make me cry harder. So what we do is we filled it out and we, you know, what helps me and what doesn't help me. And so one of the things that I have to do for my couples pact, what I will, I will speak up and say what I need. Even if it's very limited, like no hug. <laughs> and my partner will, 
Corey just follows whatever I say. So no matter how bad he wants to hug me, if I have spoken up and said, don't hug me, he's going to respect and honor that. And so what you'll do together is it allows your partner who wants to help feel like they have a better grasp on what they're doing. And again, going back to earlier in the podcast, if if you've got a gung-ho partner who's in it to win it with you, you guys can go back and look at your anxiety triggers. And so he or she can start to recognize oh, wow, you're doing five of the things that we marked on your anxiety trigger worksheet. Let me go think back to our couples pact. What am I supposed to do in these scenarios? And that will allow them to support you a little bit more. The last worksheet is the worst case scenario. A lot of times we worry about worst case scenarios. And the truth is the worst case scenario might happen, but a lot of the times it won't. This worksheet will let you walk through and process. You can figure out what you would do if the worst case scenario did happen, but you can also figure out what steps you can try and take to make a better outcome. So I will give another example on this one that was recent. I have already said in this podcast, I am a behavior therapist and I work part-time and I wanted to put myself on a two-week quarantine uh, just to keep myself safe and healthy from previous health concerns I've had. And so my initial worry was that my company would let me go. You know, if I took the leave, my job wouldn't be there when I came back. So I wrote out that initial worry and where the root of that worry came from. So then what trigger does it align with? And so I could go back and some of my triggers are feeling guilty and feeling like I'm letting people down. So I knew that that was piling into why I was so nervous to tell my company it. Yes, I was afraid I was going to lose my job, but I also was afraid of just not being a reliable therapist. So the worst thing that could happen was I would lose my job. And what would it look like if I lost my job? And so Corey and I were able to sit down and talk about, you know, and this probably would not be a scenario where I was fired. It would just be they didn't have any work for me because if I wasn't there to work, that would be the end case. So we talked about what I could do after this pandemic was over if I did in fact lose my job. The best case scenario would be they let me take the leave and guarantee my job when I return. And anything I could do to make that happen, I decided to write a really thoughtful email that explained why I was taking this step. In my email, I told them how much I pride myself on being a dedicated and reliable therapist and how I was really sad to not be there for the kids. And I shared that I did have medical concerns related to myself. And so this wasn't a selfish, I just want to lay on my couch for two weeks decision. This was a, I'm doing everything I can to take care of myself and protect myself situation. And if you follow me on social media, you know they did grant that to me. My company was so warming and welcome. My job is there for me whenever I'm ready to return. And the worst case scenario worksheet helped me be more prepared to send that email and get the response. So I hope this podcast was helpful. I'm sorry it was a little bit longer than normal. I just wanted to give you guys actual ways to apply all of these worksheets. And if these worksheets sound like they'd help you, they are linked in the description of this podcast and they will always live on my blog. Let me actually open up my blog now so I can tell you guys exactly where to find them in case you're not looking at this podcast. Uh, My Website is just adaptationstation.net and there is a tab at the top called Life Outside the Classroom and you'll find these worksheets linked there. So I hope this was helpful and I will catch you guys in the next one. Thank you for listening to this week's episode of the podcast. 
If you like what you heard, I would greatly appreciate if you left me some feedback. And if you want to hear more, go ahead and give me a follow. While you're at it, come say hi on social media. You can find me at Adaptation Station on Instagram, Facebook, Pinterest, and AdaptationStation.net. It's taco night in my house, so I'm going to go have a delicious dinner and a margarita, and I will talk to you guys again next Friday.